Good afternoon, everybody. If you'll find a seat, we'll get started momentarily. For most of you, you know Brother Rick. He's been coming for a while now, and uh, we're going to just have an opening prayer, and we're going to turn the time over to him to minister to us through word and music. Okay? All right. Father, we thank you so much for this time we can come together in fellowship with one another and have Rick sing to us and minister to us through his music and his message. And Lord, we pray that uh, this time would be a good time for us, a time of learning, a time of understanding, and a time of appreciation that we can just take a breath, step back, and relax for a few minutes with one another today. And we thank you for your blessings in each one of our lives. And we lift this time up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad to see all of you. And I hope you'll enjoy the service tonight. I'm going to be singing some Christmas music and some gospel music. Going to kind of mix it up half and half. Hope that you'll enjoy it. And I'm so glad you're here. J.D. Sumner used to always say a person's most valuable thing that you have to give is your time. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for you allowing time to be here tonight. And I pray the Lord will bless you. I'm going to start off with a Christmas song. He put the Mary in Merry Christmas. That was a short song, wasn't it? That was quick. That's quicker than I remember it being. All right, well, take two. All right, here we go. other nights had been just ordinary until one holy night became extraordinary the news brought tidings that this was all they had but with the angel's message the tidings became glad he put the merry help me out and merry christmas he put the joy and joy to the world when christ was born there was great jubilation he brought a reason for a toward men when he gave us life and salvation from sin he is the greatest gift ever given to us he put the merry in merry christmas they called him jesus the holy prince of peace but how could they really know what he would do or be even the wisest men sought him at his birth, but they could not have foreseen this baby's worth. He put the Mary in Merry Christmas. He put the joy in joy to the world. When Christ was born, there was great jubilation. He brought a reason for a celebration. He put the 
Praise the Lord. Thank you. Uh, as I said, I want to sing some gospel songs for you as well. I have a brand new gospel recording here with me tonight. Some of you may already have it if you got it from Larry and Shelby. If you don't have it, I hope you'll do some Christmas shopping tonight and take it home with you. But this is, how many of you believe that miracles still happen today? Do you believe that? Praise God. That's the whole church. Well, y'all know that God's performed miracles in my life, and I'll share that with you later on in the service. But uh, if you like and you believe in miracles, then you'll like this song. Uh, Shelby asked me to record this song, and if you don't know, I wouldn't embarrass them for the world. But uh, if it wasn't for Larry and Shelby, I wouldn't have been able to do this last recording. They paid for the whole thing. So God bless Larry and Shelby. Give them a hand. And I love you. But uh, this is one she asked me to sing, and it talks about miracles called He Saw It All. Larry Gold. I was working in town one afternoon Attending some business affairs When I heard a commotion a couple streets over And I wondered what's happening there A young man came running from in that direction And he stopped just to catch his breath I asked him to please Tell me what was the hurry He smiled up at me and he said I was trying to catch the crippled man Did he run past his way? He was rushing home to tell everyone What Jesus did today And you the man was telling myself and the
Thank you so much. This next song is the most requested Christmas song that I always get every year. This is the most requested one. And it's got a little bluegrass flavor to it. Anybody here like bluegrass music? Yeah, all right. Yeah, in the church where I was raised, we didn't even have a piano and an organ. All we had were string instruments. We had guitars and banjos and mandolin and the big upright bass. They call that the doghouse bass. That's what bluegrass musicians call it. But uh, this one has a little bluegrass flavor, and uh, I'm sure y'all all know it. I'd love for you to sing with me. You, you can sing, Oh, beautiful star of Bethlehem, if you want to sing the medley, or if you want to sing the backups, just sing, Beautiful, beautiful star. Whatever you want to do, just jump in and sing something, all right? And y'all help me out. Beautiful star of Bethlehem. That air feels good. It could be snowing in here and I'd sweat. So if anybody's cold, I'll let you have my sweater. <laughs> Shine upon us, 
us the light to light the way. Oh, give us the light to light unto the land of perfect day. Unto the land of perfect day. Beautiful star. Beautiful star. Last line. Yes, beautiful star of Beautiful. Give yourselves a hand. That was beautiful. Thank you for singing with me. Now, this next Christmas song, I remember as a little boy, I've been singing since I was five years old, and um, I was following my mom around the house. She was singing this song. Something changed, uh, Leonard. Okay. But anyway, I was a little boy, and my mom was singing, and I was following her all around the house. I thought that was the prettiest thing I ever heard. I said, Mom, what you singing? She said, it's Christmas. And I kept following around. I said, but what's the name of that song you're singing? She said, it's Christmas. After I asked her about five or six times, I finally figured out the name of the song. Christmas. You guessed it. So it, 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 uh, each letter of Christmas has a little phrase that, or sentence that goes along with it. And uh, later as I grew up, I, I did a little research on that. I thought it was a new song, but this song's been around forever. It's been around. I found a recording back in the 50s with Jim Reeves singing. Anybody remember Jim Reeves? Oh, he had a voice smooth as velvet. It was beautiful. He left this world much too long. I mean, too early. He left the world too early. But uh, I'm going to try to sing it for you. I can't sing it like Jim Reeves, but I hope that you'll enjoy it. Christmas. And if you know it and you want to sing along, sing with me. See us for the Christ child born upon this day. Age for herald angels in the Armies, our Redeemer, I means Israel. S is for the star that shone so bright. T is for three wise men. Oh, they had traveled far. M is for the manger where he lay. A's for all he sends for. S means shepherds came. Oh, why there's a Christmas day. T is for three wise men. They have traveled far. M is for the manger where he lay. 
shepherds came oh and that's why there's a christmas day yes that's why there's a christmas day thank you y'all are just a wonderful bunch to sing to y'all look good and sound good and clapping good y'all i just want to take y'all with me everywhere i go but i can't afford to buy you a ticket <laughs> Oh, well, maybe Larry and Shelby would. No, I'm just kidding. I'm never mind. I'm not going to put them. Uh, I'm going to sing another gospel song, and y'all are doing so good helping me on all these songs. There's another uh, place on this song that I want y'all to jump in. It's called One More River to Cross. Now, you know, just because we're Christians doesn't mean everything's going to go perfect in our lives, does it? No, everything's not going to go smooth and perfect. We have battles we have to go through, battling the devil. Because if you become a Christian and you accept Jesus Christ, that's when Satan's going to fight you the most. He don't want you to come to church. He don't want you to tell folks about Jesus. He just wants to get a hold of you. There, there's a line in this song that says, One more battle with the devil, but I know he's going to understand that I'm going through with Jesus. Are you going through with Jesus? And when it, when it gets to this part where it says, I'm going through with Jesus, there's a hallelujah. Holding to his nail-scarred hand. Now, if you you know he's already brought you through a lot, and you believe he's going to take you through all the way, then I want to hear y'all shout out, Hallelujah! When I get to that part, now don't go, Hallelujah! Or you see the lips going, I want you to act like, or not act like it, I want you to really be excited about Jesus and that nail-scarred hand bringing us through. So let's practice it one time. Y'all get ready to say hallelujah. Right after I say, I'm going through with Jesus. That was, that was good. I, may, I might sing this more than once just to get y'all to say hallelujah. But let's go with it, Leonard. And y'all help me out when I tell you to say hallelujah. We're not just saying it. We're giving praise to God because he is going to bring us through. Amen or hallelujah. Yes. One more river to cross, one more mountain to climb, one more valley that I gotta go through, then I'm leaving my troubles behind. One more battle with the devil, then I know he'll understand. You ready? I'm going through with Jesus. Hold to his nail-scarred Troubles and trials in my little lifespan. When I'm standing alone and the battle gets hard, I'll always do the best that I can. I've crossed a million valleys, shed a million tears. But when I come to the river of Jordan, hallelujah, then I'll have no fear. Yes, then I'll have no fear. One more river to cross. 
One more mountain to climb One more valley that I gotta go through Then I'm leaving my troubles behind One more battle with the devil Then I know he'll understand I'm going through with Jesus Home to his nail-scarred hand Home to his nail-scarred hand There's been a lot of people talking about me Since I've walked this narrow way But that's just another little valley I came through it when I prayed I've climbed a lot of high mountains Crossed a lot of little streams But when I see old Jordan Cold and dark That'll be the last for me That'll be the last for me One more river to cross One more mountain to climb One more valley that I gotta go through Then I'm leaving my Praise the Lord. Give yourselves a hand. That was wonderful. Thank you for helping me. Larry, you and Shelby, come on up here and make your way up here. I want Larry and Shelby to sing a song with me. Will y'all give Larry and Shelby a hand as they come up here? Put Shelby on yaller. And Larry on orange. How about that, Leonard? Is that okay? You okay? Oh. Hey, come on around here, Miss Shelby. Now, listen, I want to tell y'all, if I can say it <clears throat> without crying. I'm a big cry, baby. Just a few months ago, we about lost this fella. But uh, he's had quite a few miracles, quite a few times that God spared his life, just as God's performed miracles in my life, too. My daddy's going home to be with Jesus. This is my second daddy. And this is my second mama. I love them both. They, I just never know where they're going to show up. I tell you, I could be South Carolina, Georgia, or Illinois, it don't matter. They'll pop up anywhere. 
I like, what in the world y'all doing here? Come to see you. And uh, But Larry, I, I know everybody here knows you, and this is your church, but if you want to share a little testimony for the ones that's visiting, I'd love for you to just say a little for the Lord, and then, and then we'll sing this song. Maybe I'll get through crying. Yeah, is this working, Leonard? Okay. All right. Well, it was the last Wednesday in April, and I'd been sick in bed for four days, and I'd made myself out to the recliner in the living room, and I'd been there for a while. I told Chevy, I said, man, I got to go to the bathroom. So I went up to the bathroom. I got to go hold of the doorknob, and down I went. I could see Mom sitting over there crocheting as normal. But I didn't have time to say, bye, honey, I love you, or nothing. I was done. And uh, I remember the paramedics sliding me in uh, the ambulance. And uh, I don't remember getting to a hospital at all. And uh, to make a long story short, I was in the hospital for a little over four weeks, and then come home for a day and a half, went back again for three or four more days. But anyway, uh, my heart stopped for 17 times, and they revived me. And here just recently, I went in uh, on a Sunday, been three weeks ago, I think, today on a Sunday. I had to go in for a test, believe it or not. And I had to go through the emergency room. And when I came back out, the lady was sitting in the hallway. Come on in, Keith. Sitting out there in the hallway, and she looked like she had seen a ghost. And she said, sir, you got a second? I said, well, yeah, I got all day. She says, you was in here about five or six months ago, and you was dead. I says, well, that's what they told me. But I said, they didn't tell me to die. I said, they told me I was going to die. So, But God saw fit yeah, different. Yeah, she, she saw fit. I mean, God seen things different than yeah. the doctors. Doctors don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I, I, was, I was in my room one day. I don't know if Leonard was there or not. So, somebody was behind me. I was in the hospital bed, and I had 10 doctors standing at the foot of the bed. And uh, they were one, a couple of them was jabbering some foreign language. And I thought, man, these guys don't know what they're doing, what they're, what they're going to look for or nothing. So I thought, I'll just throw them a curveball. I, I did throw them one, boy. It got them. I said, how many of you doctors? Believe in the word of prayer. And real quiet. One little doctor, he was about 22, 23 years old. And these doctors were just learning. He come up and put his hand on my shoulder. And I said, okay. I said, the rest of you guys can get out of here. Because if you don't believe in God and the power of prayer, you ain't going to work on me. Yeah, Whoever was behind me. I think it was Leonard. I don't know if it was or not. Somebody says, well, you can't do that. I said, I already did. <laughs> so, but anyway, 
I got a whole bunch more. I had a psychiatrist. This one's here. You'll love it. Psychiatrist come in my room. And <laughs> I, I didn't think I was too nuts. But anyway, she, she sat down on the edge of your bed and introduced herself. And she says, I'm a psychiatrist. I said, okay. <laughs> she says, my job is to go around to different hospitals and talk to people that's near death or has died and come back. And I said, oh, okay. So we just talked a little bit about different things. She said, now I want to ask you a question, and I'm really serious. I said, okay. She said, where do you feel like you are right now? I knew I was in the hospital bed. Don't ask me something dumb like that, you know. <laughs> she repeated herself, and I says, do you mean physically, spiritually? I said, what are you talking about? She said, where do you feel like you're at? I says, well, I've been laying here in the hospital bed trying to figure it out because I've had some weird things happen. And I said, really? And honestly, I said, I feel like I am two worlds and neither world wants me <laughs> and she says I've heard that a hundred times she said God hasn't made up his mind but it looks like you're going to stay here for a while praise <laughs> God for that. But, that but that's just some of the silly stuff I had to put up praise with. God for that yeah. we're glad you're here and he's had a lot of miracles in his life. If we had time to hear them all, we'd be here all night long because God has done so much for him. Let's sing this song for him. All right. Mansion Over the Hilltop. This is for old people because I'm old people. <laughs> I'm satisfied with just a cottage below.
Amen. Give Larry and Shelby a hand. Great job. Good job. Praise the Lord. Well, now I'm going to talk about their boy back there. So give me just a minute to talk about him. And uh, last time I was here, Leonard was sitting across from me, and he had on some nice-looking boots. And I said, I said, boy, I said, if you didn't have such a great big old foot, I might could have some of them hand-me-down boots of his. But I'd, if I tried on a pair of his, I'd fall in them things. You'd never see me again. He wears a size 14. So I was just mentioning it, you know, last time I was here. So this time when I got here, uh, I got here on Thursday, but he was off. He happened to be off on Friday. He said, we're going boot hunting. Now, i just be honest with y'all. I'm poor. I mean I, I mean, I thank God I got a roof over my head and God lets me pay my bills. But people see you on TV or something, they think you rich. I'm a poor boy. I pay my bills and I thank God he supplies my needs. But when he said we're going boot hunting, I said, Leonard, I don't know that I can afford a pair of boots. Them boots is anywhere from two to $500 a pair. He said, well, I didn't ask you that. I, I said, we're going boot hunting. He said, I didn't ask you if you had money to pay for it. So here we went. And we tried, I mean, I tried on boots, and I tried on boots. Y'all look at them pretty things. I tried them on, I, he said, walk around in them. I walked around, I said, golly, them feels good. But every pair I tried on, I looked at the price tag. I was like, oh, I can't pay that. So I tried them boots on, he said, they look good. He said, do they feel good? I said, yeah. He said, they're yours. I said, are they giving away? No. But really, Leonard, here I am a crybaby again. I just cry over everything. They're tears of joy. I'll get through it in a minute. But I love them. They feel good. And I, I ain't had a pair of boots since I was a little boy. My mom and daddy bought me a pair. I've always wanted some more, but I never would take the money to spend on myself or something like that. But he bought me these boots, and I guess Cat's in on it too. They, they're both, because they both, you know, when you're two and you get married, you're as one. So whatever he does, I'm sure she had to give him the approval. So he might be the head, but she's the neck that turns the head. So, uh... So I'm sure she had to approve it too, and I thank them both, and they're just like my own brother and sister. I love them all. But I asked, I said, just because I got some new shoes, I want Cat to come up here and sing with me a, a song that's entitled New Shoes. It's a song written by Dottie Rambo, so you give Cat a hand. And uh, I stop crying long enough, we'll sing this New Shoes, and if I start crying and and snotting and stuff. You just keep on singing. No crying while I'm up okay, here. Okay. But, uh, and I tell you, they're so good to me. Her, Larry and Shabby, and all, if I don't hush, I'll cry again. They're just so good to me all the time. Let's sing new shoes so I'll hush up. Yeah. There we go. Y'all help us. Come on, put your hands together. I'm going to walk around in my new boots. 
hear the sound of angels coming across the distant hills. I can hear them calling me away. Old friends, now they are gathering outside my mansion door. I can feel the earth just fall away. So I made my reservation for my final destination. I'm changing my location to my mansion in the sky. Gonna wear some new clothes like a shiny white robe and walk around in new shoes. Get ready to move, ready to move. The marriage supper's ready, and they bid me come and dine. Just sit down at the table with the king. Now David's making ready his golden harp to play. I can't wait to hear the angels sing. So for my final destination I'm changing my location To my mansion in the sky Gonna wear some new clothes Like a shiny white robe And walk around in new shoes Get ready to move Ready to move I have made my reservation For my final destination I'm changing my location To my mansion in the sky Gonna wear some new clothes like a shiny white robe and walk around in new shoes getting ready to move ready to move gonna wear some new clothes like a shiny white robe walk around in new shoes getting ready to move getting ready to move yeah that was great didn't she do good all right, and I show sure him loving my new shoes. All right, I'm, I want to, uh, Chris, how, how much time I got? Are y'all in a hurry? Okay, good. I'm only going to sing two more hours. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I'm uh, going to sing another Christmas song. This one takes a lot of wind, and, and there's a lot of words you folks on the front. Hmm. You might need a shield while I'm trying to spit out all these words. I hope I don't spray on you while I'm trying to get all these words out, if I can find it. Now i got to find it. But uh, this is a medley of Christmas songs. Uh, Donnie Sumner, who is J.D. Sumner's nephew. Donnie's still living, still doing good, and, and uh, has a recording studio. He helps me with all my recording. And uh, he sang with Elvis Presley. He was with the Stamps Quartet when they sang with Elvis. Of course, I was blessed to have sang with J.D. for uh, 10 years, and I'm happy to see a, gosh, my mind. let me think, what's your name? <laughs> Ty and Rosemary and Glenda. When I was just a, sometimes, you know, I'm getting old and forgetful now. I ain't young anymore. I used to could say I was middle-aged, but I can't even say I'm middle-aged anymore unless I'm going to live to be 120. I don't think I'll make it that far. <laughs> I don't think I'll make it that far, but uh, Miss Glenda, when I was with J.D. Sumner and the Stamps, she was working at a truck stop, am, am I right? And every time we would come into town, she'd tell J.D., she'd, y'all come by the truck stop. And a lot of times, most of the time, she would put fuel in the bus for us. And the whole quartet, she'd tell them all, she'd bring the whole quartet in, and she'd feed us for free a meal, a buffet, 
Honey, I'll never forget that, and I love you. I'm so glad y'all are here. Got a lot of wonderful memories of, of singing over the last 41 years. God's blessed me to be in the ministry. I just thank him that he still lets me do what I love. But now, this is a Christmas medley. It's got a little uh, uh, other type songs that's not necessarily gospel or, or religious Christmas, but hopefully you'll like it anyway, like, you know, like uh, Silver Bells, City Side. So when I get Silver Bells, Y'all jump in and sing anywhere you want to on this Christmas Bells medley. All right, Leonard, see if I can get all these words in. Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet, the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. I thought how the bell breeze of all Christian dawn had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth. Peace on earth, the bells are ringing. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. City sidewalks busy sidewalks dressed in holiday style in the air there's a feeling of christmas children laughing people passing meeting smile after smile and on every street corner you'll hear silver bells Silver bells, it's Christmas time in the city. Ring a ling, hear them ring. Soon it will be Christmas day. Ring. Tell the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, throw cares away. Christmas is here, bringing good cheer to young and old, meek and the bold. One seems to hear words of good cheer from everywhere, feeling the air. Oh, how they pound, raising the sound, oh, here and there, telling the tale, gaily they ring while people sing songs of good cheer. Christmas is here, merry, 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 merry Christmas. Merry, 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 merry Christmas. All on 
listen on without it. There's your photon to every home. Come on, ring those bells like the Christmas tree. Jesus is the king and he was born for you and me. Come on, ring those bells, everybody sing. Jesus, we remember this your birthday. Everybody likes to take a holiday. Everybody likes to take a rest. Spending lots of time together with their family. Sharing lots of love and happiness. Come on, ring those bells like the Christmas tree. Jesus is the king and he was born for you and me. Come on, ring those bells, everybody say. Jesus, we remember this your birth. Ring those bells. Woo. Woo, I hope I got... I hope I got enough air in me for this next one. Now, I'm going to say something about this. Now, I don't want anyone to get offended by anything I say. And if you, if you are offended, just come and tell me, and I'll tell you I'm sorry, and you can pray for me. But uh, when I was just a young boy, 18 years old, I was singing with a group called the Singing Americans. And uh, we, we had a very good group, done a lot of good singing. And uh, one night when I was singing with the Singing Americans, there was this uh, black man who was very well-known in black inspirational music. His name's Bobby Jones. Anybody heard of Bobby Jones? Jones, very great, wonderful singer. He can preach and all of that. But I don't, know, I don't even know why he was there, but he was backstage. He wasn't performing. He just came to hear us, I guess. But he was standing backstage and heard us sing. And when I come off the stage, he pointed at me to come over there, and I went over there. He said, young man, he said, I want you to go on a trip with, with my group. And I said, well, I'm already with a group. He said, well, can't you ask them to see if they'll let you have uh, some time off? He said, maybe a, at least a week. I'd like to take you with us. And, and this is what he said. Now, I don't want nobody to be offended. He said, you sang too good to be a white boy. He said, I believe you got some us in you. And, and, he, and he took me on the road with him. Now, I don't want it. Now, I'm not saying this offense. No, I'm just telling you, this is just me. But I was the only white boy on that bus, and I tell you what, we had the time of our lives. I enjoyed every minute, every second. We had a wonderful time singing about the Lord and had a great time. And uh, I've had folks come up to me before at my table and said, would you sing at a black church? I said, absolutely. I'll sing anywhere the Lord allows me to sing. That's what I want to do. I just want to be his servant and sing anywhere he wants me to. Well, I got invited to this church in Cleveland, Georgia at a black church. And I went and I sang. There was a group got up before me. And, you know, when they get a song they like, they hang on to it. And ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, any song worth singing once is worth singing twice. But they sang it, and they sang it, and they sang it. They got up before me and their group sang for an hour and a half. Three songs. It's the truth, I'm telling you. It was the truth. They sang about 30 minutes on each song, three songs. I got up there after them. I sang for an hour and a half. Sang every song I knowed and some I didn't know. 
But anyway, this song I'm fixing to sing right now, I think this is one that they could really get with and they'd like it. You know, there'd be some good foot stomping going on and some hand clapping and praising the Lord. So I want y'all to help me out with some good hand clapping, foot stomping, and, and I know that you believe nothing's too big for God, don't you? There's nothing too big for our God that he can't handle. Nothing's too big for God. Excuse me. All right, let's have some hand clapping. Boy, y'all are just good. Praise the Lord. Whew. Let me catch my breath for a minute. 
was looking for it. Never mind. I was looking for a stool. I was going to sit down a minute, but there ain't one up here. That's all right. I'm, I'm fine. Oh, no, honey. I get down that low, I won't get back up. That thing sets too low. That's all right, Pastor. I don't really need it. I just, I'm short-winded after doing that Christmas bells medley and nothing too big for God. But I want to share some testimony with you, if that's okay. Do we have anybody here tonight that's new, that's never heard me before? Any, any new folks? Well, looky there, looky there. So glad to have you new folks. Thank you, Pastor. You didn't have to do that, but I appreciate it. Y'all mind if I sit for just a second? I just want to talk to you. I know the time has flown by, but I want to talk to you about what God's done for me. In 1984, I had what was supposed to be a simple tonsillectomy, had my tonsils removed, and my tonsils were so swollen, it was cutting off my breathing, so the doctor said they needed to do surgery a little sooner than they expected. He said, we'll have to keep you overnight, and thank God they did. That night, I had an artery to just explode. I'm not exaggerating one bit. Everywhere that blood could come from, blood came from my eyes, my ears, my nose, my mouth, and not just a little blood. It was like my head had exploded. The bed I was in was as white as that handkerchief. And before anybody got to me, I was covered in my own blood. The sheets, you couldn't see a white spot. I just knowed I was, I was fixing to go. I just raised my hand. I said, okay, Lord. But I woke up the next day in the intensive care unit, and the doctor came in there. It's hard for me to tell that. He came in and he said, young man, he said, by all medical means, you bled out. He said, you lost all your blood. He said, there wasn't enough in there to keep you alive. He said, we cannot figure out. They didn't, he said, we didn't get to you in time. He said, but we can't figure out what kept you alive. I know. He said, there shouldn't have been any way you could have lived. But God kept me alive. I had a second emergency surgery, and I came through it. I was in a car wreck, and a young boy, when I went to, to the car to see if I had any belongings that was worth getting, the car, if you could have seen it, was crashed all the way up to the seat where I was sitting, windows busted out. I saw it fixing to happen because there's cars in front of me, cars beside of me, and I looked in the rearview mirror. We were stopped, and the car behind me, he wasn't stopping. And I mean, he hit me full force. I saw it coming. I looked up in my mirror, and all I could get out was Jesus. I just said the name Jesus. And it was like he had put me in a giant bubble. You might find this hard to believe. It's hard for me to believe. I thought, there's no way I can get out of this car. I was alive, but I thought, I can't get out. I just touched that door, and that thing flew open. And I stepped out of that car and walked away from it. And I looked back, and I couldn't believe it. But God kept, I, did, I kept looking at myself. I thought, surely I must have a broke bone or, or a cut or something. Nothing. God kept me safe. I went through cancer. In August of 1991, had surgery, went through radiation, chemotherapy, 
and uh, the cancer treatments affects different people in different ways. I have a weak stomach, and I threw up every day. I mean, not just a few days or a few weeks. For months, I threw up. I thought I was going to die just from the treatments. But as you can see, I'm here. I've been cancer-free for over 30 years. So I praise God for that. I had a spider bite on this leg right here. Brown recluse. If you know anything about spiders, very, very poisonous. And I had to have surgery for that. And then one day I was out mowing, even with a bad leg, I was after I'd had surgery, and I ran over a yellow jacket's nest. So about 12, 15 yellow jackets stung me. And I moved this little swing set for kids, and I was going to move under it. When I moved it, wasp threw out of that thing, and I got stung by wasp, bees and wasp. And I never heard anything like this, but they said all that poison from those bee stings and wasp things went to the weakest part of my body, which was where I just had surgery for a spider bite. My leg swelled up as big around as that plant, so I went back to the doctor. The doctor came in. He said, young man, we've got bad news. He said, we may have to take your leg. And I said, no, you're not going to do that. He said, well, you don't understand. He said, it, it may come to that, either your life or your leg. And I gave him my full testimony, Pastor. I gave him every bit of it. I said, listen, Doc. I said, I don't know how much time you got. I said, God done brought me through a surgery. I almost bled to death. He brought me through that. God brought me through cancer, brought me through a car, leg, car wreck. I said, I believe he'll let me keep my leg. He said, well, we're not going to be responsible if you die because you wouldn't let us take your leg. I said, well, he said, you'll have to sign something. I said, bring me anything you want, and I'll sign it. But I said, you do all that you can do. You know, God does give doctors knowledge to help us. And I thank God for doctors. But when doctors give up, that's when Jesus steps in. And when he said, you might lose your leg, I said, no. Well, as you can see, I'm still kicking. And the Lord let me keep my leg. But I told him about all that, and I said, you just do what you can leave the rest up to God. I can sit here all night long and tell you story after story of the times that I know Jesus was there for me and brought me through. But how many times has he done something for us that we don't even know about? How many times has he been there when we didn't even know it? He's always with us. First time I heard this song, I said, I've got to sing this. It's entitled, I'm going to try to sing it, crying and all. There was Jesus. Every time I tried to make it on my own, every time I tried to stand and start to fall, all those lonely roads that I have traveled on, there was Jesus. When the life I built came crashing to the ground, 
when the friends I had were nowhere to be found. Oh, I couldn't see it then, but I can see it now. There was Jesus in the waiting, in the searching, in the healing, and the hurting, like a blessing buried in those broken pieces. Every minute, every moment, where I've been and where I'm going, even when I didn't know it or could see it, there was Jesus. For this man who needs amazing kind of grace, for forgiveness at a price I couldn't pay. No, I'm not perfect, so I thank God every day that there was Jesus in the waiting, in the searching, in the healing and the hurting, like a blessing buried in the broken pieces. Thank you so much. I know it's, don't nobody look at the clock. It's already past five, but I hope you're not in a hurry. Uh, I want to do at least two more songs. Will you stay for two more? Okay, good. I think they locked you in anyway. You can't get out. No, but uh, I want to sing another Christmas song, and this one has my mom singing on it. And uh, when my mom was a, a little girl, she had a young brother at the age of 17 that was killed in the service. I know we got some veterans here. I know Larry is, and, and all the veterans that are here, I want to do this especially for you because uh, my mama lost a, a brother in the war. And uh, as a small school girl, she was taught the lyrics to Silent Night in German. So I sing it in English, and she does it in German. Now, if she was here, uh, she would sing it for you tonight. I, she sang it with me just last week, 84 years old. And she keeps telling me, she says, I'm getting too old to do this. I can't do it. I said, yes, you can. And as long as she's living, as long as she's got a voice, I'm going to have her to do it. But uh, she has a beautiful voice. She don't claim to be a singer. She's deaf in one ear. She only hears out of one ear. But she has a beautiful voice. And I want you to, you to hear her sing Silent Night in German. I do a little narration first, and then you'll hear her sing. And then we'll all sing it together, Silent Night. My mother was a child. The Second World War was raging, 
And at the end of the war, a time of healing began. And as a small schoolgirl, my mom was taught the lyrics to Silent Night in the German language as a way to restore understanding and goodwill between the people of the world. My mother still remembers the German words to this wonderful song about the birth of Jesus Christ. And she sings it every year on Christmas Eve as part of our family's Christmas tradition. Now, as wars continue to be waged here on earth, these lessons my mother learned are more vital than ever before. Peace and goodwill on earth can happen through the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Now you're going to hear Mom singing for you in German. thing. Beautiful. Thank you for singing. I'm going to do one more song for you, and then we'll turn it over to the pastor, and he can close out. And this next song, I want to, I'll try to give you the quick version. I was, I was singing in Harrodsburg, Kentucky. And I'd give my same testimonies just as I do, did tonight about how God's performed miracles in my life. I'll try to speed it up. But it, long story short, at the end of the service, when the invitation time came, this young boy, he came running to the altar. I mean, he didn't walk. He ran to that altar. And he was crying and he was weeping. And they kept praying for him, 22 years old. And they kept praying for him and asked him had he, had he accepted Jesus Christ. And all he could say, every time they asked him, he says, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. And that went on for quite a while. And I was up here singing the invitation. Finally, I just quit singing. And I went down there and knelt beside him. Because nobody had asked him why he kept saying that. So I said, young man, why do you keep saying it's going to be hard? And he looked up at me. His eyes were 
about swelled shut. He said, I'm a drug addict. He said, every friend I have is a drug addict. He said, I can't get away from it. He said, my daddy was a drunk. He said, I don't even know where he is. He's been gone for years. We have no idea where he is. This was the part that got me. He said, I can't go home even to get away from it. He said, my mother is a worse drug addict than I am, strung out on drugs worse than him. That just tore my heart out. I thank God I've got a godly mama. If you got a godly mom and daddy, you better thank God for them. But he said, I don't know where to go or what to do. He said, I'm just about to give up. And I said, you're at the right place. And we prayed for him, and he accepted Jesus Christ. And I'd never been to this church before, but when that young man got saved and he said he had nowhere to go, I said, turn around, look out. I'm a firm believer. Everybody needs a home church. I'm on the road all the time, but I have a home church. I love my church. My church is supportive of this ministry, and I'm supportive of my church, and I love my pastor. You know, we sing that song, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I told that boy, I said, stand up and look. This is your new family. And I asked that church, I, put them, I said, are y'all going to help this young man? And the whole church said, yes. Well, the next time I was there, a year later, guess who was the first person I saw? That young man, he come running across the parking lot before I even got my truck in park. I stepped out of that door, and he grabbed hold of me. He squeezed me so hard I thought he was going to crack a rig, I, rib. I said, ease up there, you feller. But he was so happy. And he said, I've been drug-free since you saw me a whole year. He said, the church has helped me to get the need, the help that I needed. And he said, some of my friends are even here. He had witnessed to some of his drug addict friends, even some of his friends that used to be drug users were also there that had accepted Jesus. He said, now, I couldn't get through to all of them. Some of them still does drugs. And he said, I tell them I can't have nothing to do with them. I said, well, you're doing the right thing. He said, well, come on. We can stand out here in this parking lot and talk all day. Let's go in. So we headed toward the church. Barely got my foot in the door. He said, come here, mama. Remember I told you, his mom was a worse drug addict than him. But there's power. There's power. There's power in prayer. There's power in numbers of people praying. People were praying for that boy, praying for his mama. His mom came to church and got saved and got help from people, and she got clean too. Don't tell me there's not a God. God's real. Jesus is real. And he's made us a promise. That's what I want to sing to you about. You know, he never promised us that we wouldn't be lonely or that we wouldn't have bad times or we wouldn't have to fight the devil. But he did promise us that he would always be with us. Listen to the words of this song, and then I'll turn it over to your pastor. The promise. 
never said that I would give you silver or gold Or that you would never feel the fire or shiver in the cold But I did say you'd never walk through this world alone And I did say, don't make this world your home. I never said that fear wouldn't find you in the night, or that loneliness was something you'd never have to fight. But I did say I'd be right there by your side and I did say I'll always help you find cause you know I've made a promise that I intend to keep my grace will be sufficient in every time of need my love will be the anchor that you can hold said that friends would never turn their backs on you or that the world around you wouldn't see you as a fool but I did say like me you'll surely be despised and I did say my ways confound the wise say you'd never taste the bitter kiss of death have to walk through chilly Jordan to enter into rest but I did say I'd be waiting right on the other side yeah and I did say I'll dry every tear you cry Let this be your life. 